Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm your host, Don Hemingway. Welcome to Senior Moments. Our guests today are Matt Baker, uh, president of the uh, Labor Council in this area, the North Central Labor Council, and the vice president, uh, Candace Johnson. So really happy to have them here and to be able to give everybody a sense, if you don't know already, what the Labour Council is and so many different things that the Labour Council is involved in. And I should say that I'm also a member of the Labour Council, although technically retired, I am a lifetime member of the Faculty Association at UNBC, so I get to stay on the Labour Council. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. It's good to have you guys here. I wonder, Matt, do you want to just give a a general overview um, of what the Labor Council is, and then we'll get into lots more detail. Sure, I guess, uh, you know, the simple, well, you know, it's a pretty broad question, but uh, the North Central <laughs> Labor Council uh, ranges from uh, the Williams Lake area up to uh, Fort St. John, um, over to uh, basically uh, Vanderhoof, but we do kind of sneak in Burns Lake there too, so uh, <laughs> uh, it all depends. And uh, the, the province is broken up to within different uh, Labor Councils, which is under the umbrella of the Canadian Labor Congress. So... Um, that's a very short yeah. answer on that. It's, it's different than um, when I first moved to Prince George and we had the Prince George Labor Council, I believe. it. Maybe it was called Prince George and District. I can't remember. But, yeah, yeah. so it's a, lot, it's a lot bigger now. Yeah, it's a really big area. I think we have about 20 different uh, um, affiliated unions now. Uh, we had just a couple uh, just uh, joined up. And, uh, and in that area, I, I hear numbers around 16,000 union members under wow, that. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, no, the, the the neat thing is that we now have modern technology, which I guess we maybe had the beginnings of it when we had just the Prince George Labor Council, but now mm-hmm. having people outside is, they can still fully engage without necessarily having to drive here. No, exactly, and m- majority of our uh, meetings now are uh, hybrid, yes. so we do have people from Fort St. John and Quinell, Williams Lake area, especially in the winter months when, you know, driving is just not a good idea. And, um, yeah, and because it's such broad, you know, we do also have uh, area vice presidents. So we have a, a Judy up in uh, Fort St. John still looking for a vice president in the in the uh, uh, Quinell-Williams Lake area. But then, you know, we could uh, make sure we do, you know, work that's important to that area uh, in that area, right? Yeah. The one other thing I was thinking about just in terms of general sort of, I don't know, framework of the Labor Council is um, the fact that... Um, at least one organization I know um, it joins the Labor Council even once retirees are, are um, you know, have retired, and that is um, the BC Forum. And uh, so are there, I don't think, I'm trying to think, is there other examples of folks that would sort of be affiliated kind of, but... Yeah. No, that's the BC Forum is the only one I can think yeah. of. Candace? Yeah, yeah, Forum is the only one I can think of. But we do have, of course, community organizations that join us for events. Right. So that is something that we um, we definitely welcome community organizations, such as like you know when we're working with May Day, Labor Day, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And I hope we're going to get to talk about a whole bunch of those different events that um, everybody's involved with. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe now just to give the listeners a sense, and of course some will already know you guys, but for for those who don't. 
Matt, do you want to kind of talk about how did you end up being president of the Labor Council? A little uh, history here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, basically, uh, I just got thrown into it. Um, no, like, uh, you know, I, I wasn't aware on just how important the Labor movement was. I, uh, I uh, About 15 years ago, there was nothing really discussed in my household, that's for sure. And uh, ended up, you know, becoming a, you know, a union member and getting a union job with, you know, good pay, good benefits and pension and stuff like that. Uh, you know, we could preach on that one all day. But yes. uh, um, I just thought I, uh, I was thrown into, like, I think my first week of becoming a business rep for the operating engineers, I was at a North Central Labor Council meeting. And I'm like, what on earth is going on here? <laughs> um, and uh, from there, you know, it's been, uh, I've been here for almost eight years. I've been involved for that eight years. And um um, you know, I just you know put my hand up. You know, I you know we don't get enough volunteers are always nice, and uh, you know I th- I think it's a great uh, cause, and uh, and you know I'm I'm proud to be able to be the president and help direct you know what our affiliate unions want to do in yeah. our communities. So yeah, that's how I kind of got jammed into it all. And you're from <laughs> you're you're a business agent, but you're, it's for I. U-O-E. Yeah, the International Union Operating Engineers. Yes, That's I'm, right. I'm better to so, say the whole name I mean, every yeah. time I try to get the initials. <laughs> so, how do you spell it? Yeah, crate operator by trade, and I've been a business oh. rep for about seven or going into my eighth year now, I believe, yeah. Okay, that yeah. would be a whole other discussion, I guess, about <laughs> crane operators yeah. these days. Oh, yeah. my goodness. No, there's some definitely oh. uh, some work that needs to be done on that part. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, we're up front and dealing with it. That's good. Yeah. That's good for sure. How about you, Candice? Well, um, I did have union in my household <laughs> since I was a small child. Um, my dad was actually um, a member of the Pulp and Paper. Um, he was the president for a number of years. And mm-hmm. as a small child, when New Prince George, we used to, I used to walk picket lines with him because in Pulp Bill time, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that was something that was very much part of my, my life for um, as a child. So growing up, I became a union member um, with Health Sciences Association. I work at the Child Development Center. And um, so we've, from there, I was kind of recruited. We have these great programs at, with HSA <laughs> around um, Kitsumichi Liaison and Labor Council, and they actually kind of help train you to become a Labor Council delegate. So I went to my very first Labor Council meeting and thought, oh my goodness, this is the best thing ever, and all of these people <laughs> together in this like this community (laughs) so I wasn't just kind of on my own thinking and trying to be an advocate and how amazing it was so that's kind of how that started Um, you know I have a mentor Suzanne Skidmore who is very well known here in Prince George and she kind of took me under her wing and helped me along and signed me up for some committees and that's (laughs) probably where it started so yeah and that's kind of I've kind of just stayed where I am from there. And if you follow in her footsteps further, you could end up the, the head of the uh, of the BC Federation of Labor, where no, she is I, now. She, she is. She is an amazing, uh, amazing woman, and I am so proud to call her a friend and um, a colleague. Yeah. No, I just uh, smile to myself. You never know. Never know. <laughs> never know. Well, listen. I'm I am going to share a little bit too. I think. Um, so for me. Um, I also grew up in a household um, that had union from the beginning. My grandfather was a railroader, as was my father, and um, I can remember, uh, well, with my grandfather, he ended up running for the CCF and became an MLA for a while, Um, one of the the worker MLAs that you don't always see so much anymore. And, um, but uh, I think the other thing is really uh, my father, because one of my earliest memories as a little girl was um, us turning out the lights 
so that um, there was a, a illegal walkout on the railroad in the lower mainland and uh, they were trying to serve an injunction on my dad and so we turned out the lights and pretended nobody was at home. So, so that's, 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 one of, cool. that's one of my first memories. Those grassroots union yeah. movements. <laughs> anyway, thanks, you guys. No, I think all of us, uh, um, we ha- I, it would be interesting, actually, to, um, I'm not suggesting it. I know that there's a lot of work to do, but at some point, it would be interesting to do a history a little bit about the members of the Labour Council. Mm-hmm. We could almost do a little uh, piece that... Uh, Fantastic job for a retired professor. I could, yeah. And, no, I could think Who's of no, doing I, nothing? I can think of nobody better than you, Dawn, because you, you are a book alone. <laughs> well, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. But actually, it wouldn't be a bad idea. It would be kind of... Fantastic it, idea. It would be kind of neat to know what the history is of everybody, like people right. that came from places that you'd never dream they'd end up, you know, being uh, activists in unions to... To histories about other people that we may not know about may have some really significant uh, mm. histories in the past. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for um, me to ask you some more specific questions. So, just really thinking, there's so many things that the Labor Council does, and I'm wondering if we should maybe share with people sort of the different subcommittees or areas of work that I don't know. What do you think? Like. Um, Thinking about uh, the political action committee, the the women's committee. There's so m- I can't think of all the committees. You guys are going to think of them all. Yeah. Um, well, we can start with the committees for sure. Uh, you know, the civic caucus would be our political committee. Uh, that's a uh, you know we're pretty well. We're really involved uh, politically, be it municipal, provincial, or uh, federal. Uh, so we do have a committee um, in the municipal uh, election. We would. Uh, you know, people want to be endorsed by the North Central Labor Council, they would uh, basically apply and our committee would go through the applications and then make recommendations to the uh, affiliate unions. Uh, so, and, you know, if there's a... Because now we can't uh, donate a whole bunch of money, we do volunteer a whole lot of time. Right. Um, so if it's uh, making, um, like, the last uh, provincial run there for Wes Mitchell, no, that was municipal, you know, yeah. like... I don't know how many times I had to get up in the morning and go stand up signs for Wes and uh, <laughs> and uh, do all that kind of stuff. And uh, but uh, you know it was all worth it. Um, also, know, we just try to find you know as long as you know they got some kind of a union background, they're progressive and have the same kind of well the same values of the uh, labor movement. Then you know we generally endorse them. Yeah, and uh, I mean the recent ones that I think about are um, various um, candidates for school boards because mm-hmm. there were some replacing people and um, different initiatives. Yeah. There was a lot of controversy that was happening in our local school board, um, so there was definitely some changes that were there. So we really did step in because we do believe in diversity and inclusion is one of our strong values. So it is something that we stood for Mm -hmm. um, as labor, and it's something that the Canadian Labor Congress also stands for, is the ability of being inclusive and um, embracing differences Yes, and um, really looking at that. So it is something that we stepped into in order to, to help support candidates. Um, for our municipal mm-hmm. election, we also did an all-candidates forum as well, just to be able to really get the message out so that people... And we asked, you know, we had a, a person that was able to ask the questions that mm-hmm. was, um, you know, everything was very fair. Yep. And we really want to make sure that everybody gets their, their thoughts out there. So that was another way, too. We had one for the um, the councillors and also one for mayor as well. And that was really successful as well. It's important that you actually have 
labor be able to have a voice and to be able to really look at candidates because it is unique because labor supports community so much that we really want to make sure that the labor voice is is there as well. Absolutely. No, and I I was at those all-candidates meetings and definitely, I think, very helpful for people, especially if you haven't had the opportunity to really delve into things. So to have a forum like that that you can come to, I think it's a real contribution um, and also, um, whether it's uh, whether it's um, you putting up signs, Matt, or <laughs> or you know whatever it is, but just to contribute to people, I guess the thing for me is engaging people. That's the most important thing. And because if you don't engage, there's no opportunity to talk about issues. And you know we can learn from each other. And sometimes we shift our views. Sometimes we don't. But um, if That's you don't right. have a conversation, you can't. No, yeah. and I think often sometimes um, people think about municipal elections as being the one not to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hear that often with people. They're like, oh, well, it's just I'm just going to vote for city. Why would I need to head out for that? But realistically, you can vote for, like, they'll, oh, well, I'm going to make sure I vote in the federal election because the federal is the most important because it's Canada-wide. Whereas the municipal election is when you walk out your door, everything that happens outside your door and inside your home yeah. is from municipal. So I think people need to have that mind shift of actually thinking of it the opposite way because realistically it's what's happening in your backyard is what you deal with every day i really agree with you absolutely yeah Yeah. you know how many people have walked in there and gone to a uh, city hall meeting you know not many people and uh, um and it's a pity it really is especially when it's your backyard and uh but now we have a a provincial election uh, election coming up up this year (laughs) too so that'll be a a, a more work for us especially now with the uh, three different ridings in this area yeah Yeah. and also um next year federal so there's no no and then the year after that the next um city city one again back to municipal (laughs) school board (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to say one thing about the uh, the the question that you've raised candace about the um, municipal elections because i I think, you know, it's one space, at least in Prince George, where um, there aren't party lines in particular, right? There is an opportunity, hopefully, for people to kind of be able to talk beyond beyond that. Like, it's sometimes we get a little bit buttonholy, or buttonholy, is that pigeonhole? Pigeonholy. Yeah. About, you know, like someone's from this party or that party, so maybe you don't talk to them about it. And my experience um, with things like... Um, the uh, Active Voice Coalition and Stand Up for the North both is that opening up that conversation can really make a difference and can have an impact on what people think. So, And it is because you're not necessarily looking at all of those. I mean, to read party platforms, I mean, it can be overwhelming, yeah. right? So having the ability to actually have somebody else to kind of help vet and help ask those questions that you want to ask as well. Yeah. So have that ability to be able to ask those questions is really important. Of course, Labour Council endorses people that are progressive we are nonpartisan yeah. as a labor council yeah but we do definitely look for those candidates that are progressive that are inclusive that are labor friendly because and you know depending on which that person is or what party they are those are the people that we would actually um, be saying that we would endorse and work for or hopefully people would yeah, yeah <laughs> follow up on the endorsing with mm-hmm. working which is another whole thing to get into and and we only do member to member as well so we don't you know, we don't put out there, we're not doing advertising, things like that. We do member to member. So uh, what happens after we have a candidate that we've endorsed, we actually, then it goes to our affiliate unions and our affiliate unions choose to how they actually 
um, how they send, that information send it out, out or yeah. if they organize a meeting yeah. or if they just send out an email. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, and having those relationships within the uh, municipal and provincial governments is, it means a lot as well. You know, it's so nice that we could just uh, reach out to a councillor and they will say, hey, yeah, let's go have a coffee and we'll discuss this issue, right? Yeah. Or uh, even, even with David Eby provincially, like he's been up here twice and uh, two times he's requested to have a seat with the Labor Council and talk about the Labor movement. Yeah, And, you know, good. some issues within the early childhood development and stuff too but uh, yeah. you know just be able to have that access to most of the people that uh, you know can make the changes you know no. sure helps absolutely and there was actually uh, I'm trying to remember there was a cabinet minister who came up too that we had a meeting with yeah. I remember I was at that meeting but I'm going blank on who it was do you remember it was um, oh my goodness I just um, safety um, oh right it's oh. It'll come back to me in okay. two seconds as we'll soon as we we'll start remember. to talk. I can see his face. Yeah, I, I can see his <laughs> face, <laughs> too. I can, too. What he was wearing that evening. <laughs> and, he, and he talked about his dog. Sorry. <laughs> okay, we won't go there anymore. <laughs> okay, so so okay, so okay, so we know that, that politics in the broad sense clearly is part. I mean, a union movement is what has, in part, brought about lots of changes. Workers' movement in the society, right? Mm. Having um, various uh, things like... Uh, some kind of medical coverage or, or just minimum wages or ha decent working conditions, no child labor. I mean, mm -hmm. if you think about it historically, workers and organizing unions also has made a, a big change too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that overall perspective, um, I think one of the things that maybe people don't know about the Labor Council as much and uh, is just all the different sort of community involvements that we have some of them are visible but mm -hmm. lots of them really aren't so people may not realize the extent to which people are engaged yeah and that's one thing i've said you know for a long time is like hey you know nobody knows who the labor council is but there's always something going on in the background in the community so uh, you know, of course we jumped on this opportunity to spread the word of the labor council so we do appreciate that well but, i uh, think um i think we're going to get into this a little bit further but we're going to take a break oh. yeah Hi, this is The Wolfman. CFIS-FM features a weekly showcase dedicated to local musicians. Homegrown, Saturday night at 10. Homegrown features music and interviews from local artists performing and recording in our area. You will hear an eclectic mix of softer and heavier sounds from the region's finest musicians spanning over 30 years of recordings. Check out Homegrown, Saturday night at 10, only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Prince George RCMP are investigating a shooting incident which occurred in the 3200 block of Torpy Road around 1 a.m. on January 12th. This is believed to be a targeted event with no increased risk to the general public. If you witnessed the event, have video or dash cam footage, or noticed anything suspicious in the Torpy Road area at the time of the event, you are asked to contact the RCMP by calling their non-emergency line at 250-561-3300. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, increasing cloudiness, wind from the south at 20K, a 60% chance of light snow late this afternoon, a high of minus 11 with a wind chill to minus 20. Tonight, snow ending overnight, then cloudy, the 40% chance of light snow, southeast winds continuing, the temperature rising to minus 7 with a wind chill to minus 20. On Wednesday, snow beginning in the morning with southeast winds becoming light, 
a high of minus 3, with an afternoon wind chill to minus 8. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS FM. Well, we're back uh, with with Matt and Candice, and we were just getting into some of the um, community engagements that and involvements that the Labour Council has, both visible, but a lot's not visible. So I think um, I actually want to just go back to our previous oh, conversation about who was as that well, minister? <laughs> um, because Minister Mike Farnsworth actually did come to talk to us about housing and about safety that's that was happening. Right. Because that's one of the things that we actually did talk to city. We've talked to city council about is the issues that's happening in Prince George and how can we provide a little bit more safety to our members and to the community in general. So that is something that we actually were involved in as well. So, you know, now that my brain has come back um, to remember um, names. So that's some of the things that we do is that that political discussion Mm -hmm. as well. So um, also what I really, what I'm proud of with the Labour Council is the amount of charitable donations that we make as well. Mm -hmm. So we take, um, we make charitable donations to different children's charities to women's charities depending on what the event is right um we've also done a lot of donations around to food banks and different community organizations um wheeling warriors um truth and reconciliation day like we we do donate a number of donations to different community organizations as well as actually just being involved in many of them so some of our board members and um and table officers are involved in directly with a lot of those um, events as well and maybe matt can talk about the many cases of salmon that are in his office. Yeah, as well. there's only 70, there's about 1,600 cans of salmon in my office right now being held for the uh, uh, North Central Labor Council, but that's a part of the UTEEN uh, protein project. Yes. And, uh, and so what they do is get salmon or protein that can be salmon, tuna, peanut butter at, uh, at, at cheap prices so that we can uh, buy that and uh, hand it out. So um, tomorrow I do have a plan to hand some out. I don't even remember the name of the seniors' place, but they're going to take them uh, 10 cases, and uh, Candace needs to stop by and grab some uh, for the school. We're bringing it to the student, uh, CNC Student Union oh, nice. as well. Um, yep. it's, I mean, that's one of the things that I think that we really look at as in labor in general is that we are afforded to be able to have... We, we have collective agreements that do support um, us to have you know, decent wages and benefits in most of most contracts. Most cases. Most, most cases. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some, some case out there that we definitely <laughs> want to continue to fight for. But that's also the way that we make sure that we give back to the community because we want to make sure that we are giving that back because we are part of the community just as much. And when you're looking at Labor Day, um, Labor Day is especially a huge event yeah. that we put on. And, and Matt's actually been one of the founding members of doing our, our loud our loud large um labor day celebration yeah so um you know with hot dogs and jumping cat, yeah. all sorts of cool stuff so maybe matt could talk a little bit about um that yeah it's almost time to start organizing that again but, yeah, uh, know. yeah every uh, <laughs> you know uh, we do have about um you know a, a thousand hot dogs and we have you know mini donuts and a little petting zoo and the mini train and you know bouncy castles and it's all just for the family to get out and uh and uh just enjoy the day and and kind of just spread the word on labor and you know you know it's, it's just the day to celebrate everything that you spoke about earlier and what we have won over the years you know 
from a 40 day work week and overtime to having you know stat holidays and you know maternity leave and there's so much you can ramble on about but it's just that's the day so uh, yeah. you know in this part of the world in the other part of the world May Day is very important too so May 1st so we're doing uh, that now too <laughs> so that's coming up very quickly too yeah. so um, yeah happy to uh, support uh, the May Day uh, organising committee and buying a table and speaking at that event and yeah. uh, having other unions there to celebrate again the labour movement uh, there's some stuff coming up real quick we've got uh, April 28th which is yes. um, um, International Day of Mourning that we do have a uh, a memorial set um, on Queensway there uh, we have flags that uh, the, and the uh, city gave us that property and uh, let us put up that m- memorial where we've uh, held uh, uh, the day of mourning um, so will that be at noon? Uh, I do believe it's, it's at noon. I it's not me, finalized quite no, yet. Okay. I, uh, well, I can talk about it closer to the time. Yeah, and that's something yeah. that's on my to-do list on the corner of my desk. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's – uh, and we do have a good turnout for that one. Um, you know, it's pretty important. Oh, uh, it is. It's been pretty uh, – yeah, we won't get into it. But, uh, you know, it, well, I think it's been a horrible stats in the last couple of years and more people have passed away from uh, um, um, uh, accidents and uh, exposure than – you know the previous years so something's going something's not working yeah absolutely well you know when you were talking about labor day i have to say that one of the things that i actually even though it's work that i enjoy about labor day is handing out the flyers Mm -hmm. because we cover a whole bunch of the area near downtown and and where and other places where people just take the flyers to their neighborhoods but it's really neat to be going into um uh, the doors of people that you know, um, are outside mm-hmm. often, not always because we don't know about the weather for sure, but when they're outside and rather than just dropping a flyer and inviting people, you get to talk to them. And it really, I think, um, I've talked to so many people who said it's so good that, that labor does this, right? Because sometimes, you know, sometimes there is a sense that there's the workers who are unionized and then there's everybody else. And, I think one thing that the uh, Labor Council in Prince George has really developed over the years, and of course we can always do more, but is to show that we really, and that's that banner we have, that we do fight for the rights of everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's, really it's not just about maintaining our contracts in a good way, but it's really about those changes in society and bringing more people into organized labor too, getting unionized. Yeah. No, exactly. That's a great point, Dawn. You know, it's one of the, it's what we do. You know, we fight, we fight, and we fight. And it's not just for the collective agreements, it's for everybody. Uh, You know, our wages go up in collective agreements. Generally, the wages uh, for the non-unions go up as well. So, um, and, you know, we've had organising drives where, you know, they ended up uh, voting the union, you know, not in favour of the union, but they sure got some good raises out of it. Anyway. And, uh, <laughs> we'll come back again and try later on, right, to, uh, you know, make sure your benefits and your pension and everything's good as well. But, uh, you know, we don't always win the fights, but, uh, you know, that's um, but we do try to make that difference in everybody's life. And and what you're talking about, Labor Day, you know, we have a lot of people on the streets down in uh, in Prince George here, and um, you know some people have brought up the uh, issues of the downtown core, and I'm like, yeah. why, why, why can't we feed exactly? Why can't we feed Prince George for the day? Yeah, come on out, have some fun, right? Absolutely. So um, yeah, that's a special day. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of work, but there's a special <laughs> day. <laughs> um, another special day that I that is very close to my heart is because I was a me- I've been a member of the women's committee for since yes. I started with the labor council, <laughs> and. Um, International Women's Day is coming up, so yeah. it is actually on March 8th, so it's next yep. week. 
and it's it's especially important. Um, there are a lot of rights being looked at right now for, for women and those mm -hmm. that identify as women. And um, I think that we really need to be able to stand up and really show strength Absolutely. and unity in that. So previously, um, prior to COVID, we, at, we always had an International Women's Day breakfast. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to get that back up and rolling yet, um, just due to location and being able to have it. But I am happy to say that in 2024, Five, we will be, we will be back and um, having our International Women's Day Excellent. breakfast. So we're super excited about that. And at those breakfasts, we we raise money for, uh, we always raise money for New Hope Society yes. because New Hope Society is often a, a charity that's overlooked due to the fact of um, sometimes their clientele. Um, to be honest, and yep. I, I, we really do feel that it's important to be able to support um, Jan and. Um, all of all of the women that are there in that in that area, and um, yeah, we inter I, like I said, International Women's Day. I think the more we look at the states and things like that that are starting to happen, yeah. and some mm -hmm. of the the alt right politicians that are coming yeah. to factor um, and Huge. being able to take away rights. And Don, you know this more than anyone, being part of um, initial the abortion caravan abor and abortion yeah. caravan yep. and being able to look at those rights from there. And now, yep. I mean, it must be quite devastating to think about how those rights could possibly be changed after all of those years of work that you yourself had done. Absolutely, we're going to take a break, but maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that after. Your Prince George Council of Seniors is looking for volunteers for its friendly phone call program to reach out weekly to lonely and shut-in seniors. It doesn't take much to be a social line volunteer. All you need is a cheerful manner on the phone and to pass a criminal record check. For more information or to volunteer for the Council of Seniors friendly phone call program, contact Wendy by emailing hnc at pgcos.ca or call 250 564 the Heart Pioneer Centre has an array of delicious meal choices for anyone to enjoy. Regular lunches are just $12. Place your order between 9 and 1 the day before by calling the centre at 250-962-6712, then pick up or dine in between 1130 and 1. Open Monday to Friday from 9 to 3. The Heart Pioneer Centre, 6986 Heart Highway. Call 250-962-6712 and get your freshly prepared meal at an affordable price. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Okay, we're back with uh, Matt Baker and Candace Johnson from the uh, North Central Labour Council. And we were just talking about um, the role of the Labour Council in all sorts of community and social issues. And in particular, we were just talking about International Women's Day, which is just about upon us. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that the Labour Council usually has, um, among other things... Uh, a breakfast event that contributes to the community, um, but also um, the question of some of the issues that seem to be um, being potentially negatively impacted these days, especially around reproductive rights. And um, so, I, I mean, I'll mention now that um, 
the uh, Northern Feminist uh, Institute for Research and Evaluation and the Women North Network are having some International Women Day events, which we'll talk about more, but on, um, well, actually, it's next, it's next week. And mm -hmm. so um, we're having them on the 5th of March um, just because of a whole bunch of a logistical things. So we'll be talking about it um, for the whole radio show next week. And then there will be, um, what made me think of it was um, uh, at 4.15, there's a Zoom um, event that is women's health, women's bodies, women's rights. And it's going to be a discussion about reproductive health. And um, I'll be doing that along with Jacqueline Haller, who was the um, chair of the Gender and Women's Studies program for many, many years at UNBC and, and is still there and very active in, in the Women North Network and Northern Fire. And then we're going to have an open house up at the university um, in the uh, UNBC Faculty Association Lounge at 5.30. So anyway, there's events that are coming up on March 5th. Um, I'll also mention, although I don't have the details, that um, Harmony House connected to Phoenix Transition House Society is also having an event on the 5th, um, a cabaret that's celebrating International Women's Day at 7.30 in the evening. And I'll get more details about that to, to let people know. But um, anyway, it's really the work that goes on um, on International Women's Day, but I think, um, importantly, the whole year through around these questions is so essential to make sure that the gains that we've made don't backtrack and it takes our voices and our organization to make sure that doesn't happen and mm -hmm. you know it's uh, the Labor Council's role in that is really important and all the locals all the individual locals and, and how they engage as well um, I think is something that yeah very important. I think one of the things that I've always really appreciated about the Labor Council is the education that I get myself mm. because I come with my own issues. I mean, we all have we all have our own issues that come <laughs> from, you know, um, our different areas of work. I also am an instructor at the College of New Caledonia, so I really look at, you know, advanced education spaces and things like that and, and try to advocate for that as well. But when we come together in a meeting or if an issue comes up, we're able to share that with everybody. So I'm sure that, you know, Many years ago, Matt got tired of listening to me about, you know, childcare spaces and the fact <laughs> that it's the foundation of labor. Without childcare spaces, we, you can't have anything. But being able for me to be able to have that discussion and to be able to share that with all of my fellow members that are at those meetings, I was able to share that message. And the same thing happens in the other ways as well. You know, when, um, you know, so BCG, but I'm thinking of long-term care. When all of the issues started yes. happening with long-term care, yep. it wasn't something that was necessarily under my union, per se, or Matt's union, per se, but we were able to come together and actually, you know, make petition the government and bring these topics up and to be able to talk about all of these things that were happening because we had the information come from others. You know, we talked just even talking about the crane mm -hmm. situations yep. that are happening. You know, Matt has been in the forefront with dealing with so much of that. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that necessarily I would have known without having that collective gathering together. And that information sharing is so valuable. Yeah, it's been really interesting because I come from a uh, the building trades. You know, I, I, I'm not part of the public unions. And uh, so to me to sit in a room full of uh, people <laughs> from the public is a bit of an eye opener. But it's, uh, but you're right, Candice, it's the uh, it's being able to discuss and how we can support each other's local when when they need it. Like, uh, you know, I can think of you, uh, you know, um, Unite Here 40 or, uh, yes. you know, Cup W, uh, the postal workers when they were on strike. You know, we're out there with them, you know, so uh 
and uh, you know it's just you know one yeah. part of what we do again yeah. yeah absolutely no and and when you were talking um, just a, a, a few moments ago Candace about some of the ways that people come together the other thing that really heartened it's heartening for me is so I'm involved in a broader organization beyond the unions um, called the Action for Reform of Residential Care. But then when we look at who's around that table, you know, the nurses union, the, the health care uh, unions, um, the uh, social workers are in those other unions, HSA and, and GEU and, uh, and others, but also the associations have come together too. So bringing um, the main unions, I think, think uh, like the BC Health Coalition is part of that which is also very strong and um, I think we've had support from CCPA so there's some there's some really big coalitions in which um, the labor movement plays a central role we'll put it that way so you have the care count wait campaign that was done by the hospital unions um, and the uh, well specifically QP and and uh, I guess it was mostly QP and BCGU, and, and BCGU who, who yeah. did that. Um, and, and then ARC did their own, like, Action for Reform of Residential Care also did a letter campaign. And I think uh, um, it's, it's having its impact anyway. And I don't think we can let up. No, but. and I think, like, I think with HSA, I mean, with BCGU and HSA, we were looking, you know, in the In Plain Sight document that yes, came out around yes, health care. Yes, um, All of those things are driving forces from unions behind in order to try and, and build better care for everybody. Yeah, so it makes a big, big difference. And and, and it's, it's health care. It's also education, you know, and, and you're involved. And in, I think of the teachers' unions and... Yeah. So yeah, it's it's really important. And like, you know, when Matt was talking about you know going to city council meetings, mm-hmm. go to a school board meeting. Just yeah. because you don't have children doesn't mean that you shouldn't be at a school board meeting in order to hear about what's happening. Absolutely. With you need to be able to have your your say, your ability to hear what's happening behind the scenes. Think about the fact that how children are being put through the school system. These children are going to be our future labor force. They are. And do we not want them to have really strong values when they're moving forward, or do we want to be able to take away their rights um, as children as well? So again, just even a school board meeting is super important to be able to attend. It's so it's like it's amazing how everything touches each other. It's it does, mm-hmm. and that I mean for me that represents how we keep moving society forward is people engaging, and you know all working as as we can. And of course, I mean. There's there's <laughs> there's some ways that our society is set up that is not necessarily amenable <laughs> to those changes. So then we got to change the ways. Exactly. That's some. all. Uh, that's all comes down to education, <laughs> and uh, you know that's that's a lot of what we do. You know, try to educate and uh, um, and uh, you know without that education, like even it seems like sometimes the skill of having a conversation is gone where two mm. people can't have a conversation and disagree on something like hey you know let's hear both sides of the story and uh, um you know and just have that you know we're still educated why do you believe what you believe and why do you believe what you believe and have those simple conversations and uh, walk away and you know hopefully you both each person takes something out of it so a lot of it is you know for me you know having to represent my members and uh you know, if it goes to a grievance or into arbitration or even to somewhat counselling them, um, uh, it's uh, all that little bit of education and you know the union's doing something for me and all that, and then that, that and hopefully that starts the you know the 
the discussions around the dinner table again, right? And, yes. Uh, yeah. How do we learn from conflict? Yeah. Everybody runs away from conflict. But it's actually those little <laughs> conflicts that we actually learn so much from. Absolutely. Having those conversations. Yeah. Okay, we'll come back in just a, uh, a minute. We're going to have another break. The Senior Center on Brunswick is home to a variety of great activities. Floor curling, cribbage, line dancing, bridge, carpet bowling, and more. The Senior Center at 4th and Brunswick also hosts a monthly dance and other special events throughout the year. The Senior Activity Center office is open from 9 to 3, Monday through Friday, for more information. You can also find current activity information on the Prince George Senior Center Facebook page or by emailing senioractivitypg at shaw.ca. Check out Creative Space Sunday at Tururu's Gallery. Use oil pastels and black acrylic paint to make your own scratch pad March 3rd at 1. Featuring a new activity each week, Creative Space Sunday is free for members with a nominal fee for non-members. It's a drop-in event with no registration required. Come by yourself, with your family, or with friends for oil pastel scratch art. The next Creative Space Sunday, 1 o'clock, March 3rd at Two Rivers Gallery. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, increasing cloudiness, wind from the south at 20K, a 60% chance of light snow late this afternoon, a high of minus 11 with a wind chill to minus 20. Tonight, snow ending overnight, then cloudy, the 40% chance of light snow, southeast winds continuing, the temperature rising to minus 7 with a wind chill to minus 20. On Wednesday, snow beginning in the morning with southeast winds becoming light, a high of minus 3 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 8. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS FM. Okay, we're back again, still talking about the labor movement. And during the break, we were just uh, sort of reflecting on how there's like a, a wave effect kind of out. We're here in Prince George, but we're also involved in provincially, federally, the labor movement. Yeah, so I've, we've discussed the political part of it and how uh, um, you know involved we are you know politically because that's mainly the number one thing we do. But uh, I did mention at the beginning where. Uh, under the umbrella of the Canadian Labour Congress, and then every province is broke up into districts, and then every district has a Labour Council, <laughs> and then on that other part, we're also affiliated with the BC Federation of Labour, and they also, CLC is affiliated through, for every Federation <laughs> of Labour throughout the country as well, so, you know, it's a, it's a big, there's a big, uh, I, don't, well, I don't even want to call it mechanical mess of cogs that work all together somehow and uh you know come down to us and then we you know bring it back out to everybody else so uh you know under the bc federation of labor you know suzanne skidmore and you know they do a great job um you know we can uh, reach out to them if we want to get any you know training done for our affiliates and we can do the same with the clc uh there's calls to uh, action through the clc on all different areas through the government for uh you know they can have a virtual lobbying days with the with the parliament and uh you know what there's just a bunch of so stuff so many things I mean, <laughs> yeah last year we had a, a, a regional conference That's that we had here from right. bc fed yeah. as well we were able to really talk about different issues we were able to talk about housing we were able to talk about safety we i mean the topics were like was so jam-packed that i, I it was actually kind of a blur now if we were to actually kind of think <laughs> about all the topics we had because we had so many people involved and we were really able to um really look at how can we decolonize some of these meetings as well Mm -hmm. so we really looked at making sure that we're inclusive within those meetings and and that we're learning as Mm -hmm. well um and we're really looking at um, how do we actually meet the the truth and reconciliation calls to action so that's something else that we we look at as well um in april we will be having um 
BC Fed will also be coming and doing some other meetings with us. We'll send some more information about that to follow um, about you know climate change and the justice around climate change and how do we make these changes without having um, without having um, to have effect too on too many people. Like how do we how do we meet in the middle? Mm -hmm. And what do we do? So those are some of the discussions that we'll be having in April, and there'll be some forums for that as well. And in March, we have the uh, Labor Code review. Uh, we have to submit uh, different changes to the Labor Code. After the last review we had, we had some really good changes as far as, you know, the trade, uh, the... the uh, um, organizing rules and uh, uh there was a different a bunch of different stuff in there um you know uh to make organizing easier you know they changed it from a single step certification to the uh, uh back to a um, a uh, automatic uh, vote not a vote just a single step yeah uh, set it backwards but um uh you know the really good changes there's still some changes i know that we're after within the trades so, you know sectoral bargaining would be absolutely amazing if i could walk up to that company and say here's your collective <laughs> agreement boys do you want to get paid this girls friends um you know here, here's your collective agreement would that be something uh, i did trap uh, uh minister harry baines in my truck once there i, I, I <laughs> on the way to, on, on the way to the airport and discussed that with him and thought it was going to be a pretty tough one to get through but we'll keep on going on that one so we'll uh, we'll have a seat at the table to, uh, to with the labor council uh, talking about the uh, labor code changes and then of course you know the trades will too. Yeah, no, that's good. It does. It comes down to those again. I mean, Matt jokes about having you know <laughs> trapping Harry Baines and <laughs> his car. Minister Baines and his <laughs> in his truck on the way to the airport. But it is those small conversations. I was just recently in Victoria doing lobbying for Health Sciences Association, and you know, and then I was all of a sudden just standing on the sidewalk um, talking with Premier Eby, and he's so well. How's Labor Council going? Oh, what, what's mm -hmm. happening with Matt? Because he remembers when you make those connections. And the more that we talk about Prince George and you take those opportunities that happen, like you always talk about what's your elevator speech that you're going to be able to talk about all of the issues that are happening in, you know, a small period of time that it would take to get from, you know, the first floor to the third floor. Mm -hmm. You know, how many things can you get out in one moment? And that's exactly what we do as Labor Council. Anytime we have an opportunity to have those conversations about the needs of members, that's what we do. And we also do this all completely by volunteer. Exactly. Right? So not neither Matt nor I are we can, we, neither one of us are paid to be um, a member of Labor Council. Absolutely. No, that's something I was going to bring up, actually. It is, you know, um, Saturday Labor Council <laughs> meetings. That's right. <laughs> no paycheck that, coming in there. That sure would be nice uh, if we could, uh, you know, have a few more people involved and uh, and uh, have enough uh, the money left over that we could have somebody working on it full time. That would be a, a dream. Ideal. But, uh, you know, uh, we're always away from that. There's still lots of work to do within, you know, making it what's more, you know, I, I, I still got plans to, you know, what can our affiliates get out of the Labor Council too? And uh, so yes. there has to be some worth for that, uh, people to stay affiliated and uh, get something out of being a part of the Labor Council as well. So, you know, there's still work to be done. Uh, there's always going to be work to be done, but, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, well, I think the thing that I, I guess, have noticed, I was going to say more and more. I'm not sure if that's accurate or if it's just that the work that goes on um, is that the Labor Council is um, reaching quite a few more people than may have been apparent before. I, I, but I'm not 100% sure. It might have been happening anyway. But when I think about, um, like, Matt, if you think about the years when there was COVID and we didn't have Labor Day, and but still 
We, we collected the funds. We had ten thousand dollars, and we just went and spread it out throughout Prince George. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, you know, and that's I'm going to say this about made uh, International Women's Day because it's one of my favorites too. But uh, I just love going to Costco, spending two hundred dollars on roses and handing them out to the women throughout Prince George. Yes, you know how much fun that is. Say hey, thank you for yeah, yeah for everything <laughs> that you do. Yeah. Absolutely. No, so I think of I do think of those things, um, and I I hear back. You know, like when I went with you one year to um, give out checks on Labor Day when we couldn't uh, yep. do it in in the usual big way where we come together. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard back from two or three of the places that we went yep. to who, you know, uh, some of the community organizations, uh, you know, it would be good if everybody was in GEU or, or something, but not all of them are organized. And they really um, remembered that we did that. And... Um, and came back to me. I think it was through, I'm, I'm involved with the Community Partners Addressing Homelessness, and it may have been, there's so many agencies around that table that it was mentioned. Um, and also, when you guys donated to the um, uh, event that uh, we had organized last year um, around, it was really around gendered violence, but tied into homelessness and transportation issues, all those things. And, and we use the funds that you guys donated to give to some of the agencies downtown that were um, mm. trying to provide food for folks who are homeless or having a rough time and and I heard about that too so I think you know the more and more uh, community members are starting to um, I shouldn't say starting to more and more people are knowing what um, the Labor Council is doing and I just think it's so it's so important that that that's the case and that people can get more engaged like you were talking about Candace like and and you Matt too just connecting so that we can work Mm -hmm. together on all these questions and I think it's time for another break (laughs) Prince George's favorite empty nesters are back be on hand as Henry and Alice set out on a weekend getaway armed with a copy of sex for dummies to reignite their love life. A hilarious and relatable comedy, Sexy Laundry is back by popular demand through Theatre Northwest's Season of Magic and Mystery. Containing a lot of coarse language and sexual humor, Sexy Laundry is on through March 6th at Theatre Northwest. Get your tickets today at theaternorthwest.com. As part of Canadian Music Week, submissions are now being accepted for the Jim Beam Indie Awards. Featuring a diverse array of categories, the 2024 Jim Beam Indie Awards spotlight the year's most influential and inspiring independent artists and professionals. Full details on submission guidelines, eligibility, and the full list of award categories are available at indies.ca. Celebrating talent within the independent music scene, the 2024 Jim Beam Indie Awards submission deadline is today. This is Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, we're back again talking about uh, the labor movement, the Labor Council, and some of the many things that um, folks have been engaged in and the importance of everyone being able to connect and discuss some of the questions that um, come up, both in terms of union organizing but also life and I I remember one of the comments that um, that you made Candace about um, these questions really involving everybody and um, it kind of made me think about this this radio show because sometimes um, people think because it's called senior moments that it's just about pensions <laughs> but you know not quite but but the point <laughs> is that doesn't matter what age we are 
um, whether we're working age yet or whether we're you know retired the fact of the matter is that we care about everything that's going on in the world so you can have a show that's about youth you can have a show that's you know called senior moments but the fact is as human beings on this earth <laughs> you know mm. everything impacts us and so I hope that um, the breadth of the discussion that we get to have on this show and have historically when it was done earlier before I began being the host of it I think is really really important because that's also part of like we do on Labor Day not just um, that this is about labor but it's about everybody and so it's that I think it's that sentiment that I think the 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 labor movement um, is able to play a big role in enhancing we'll put it that way in enhancing it's that ripple effect because even if one of your listeners it's listening today or listening right now about something that we're doing yeah and able to contact us and connect with us about maybe an issue that they're having or um for you know maybe it's a different agency that we didn't know about that could possibly use a little bit of help with something i mean mm -hmm. our funds are limited but you know being able to really help some of those smaller organizations that sometimes don't get the funds. Exactly. You know, um, I am from a large charity, and we definitely um, always appreciate funds that come to the Child Development Centre, of course. Yeah. Um, but it is those little those little places. You know, like I said earlier, like New Hope Society, mm -hmm. where they're they're sometimes one of those the places that are overlooked. Um, whether or not you're able to to do those extra little things. So whatever little ripple comes yeah. from this discussion, that's what's important to us. And one of the things, and I should have mentioned this before we came on, just to make sure that um, th there was an email or something that we can um, leave um, or, or let our listeners know about, um, that they might be able to reach out to the Labor Council. So our, I think our best thing to look at, honestly, is our Facebook page, Facebook, the North okay. Central Labor Council. Um, anybody it's a public site so anybody is able to look at it and also if you want more information about our governing our umbrella is to definitely look up um, just the um, Canadian Labor Congress uh, website as well it gives you a lot of information about all of the different campaigns we're looking at such as you know Fair Pharmacare and all which are some exciting mm -hmm. news around right um, sure and um, being able to look at all of those national campaigns as well as the things that come provincially Okay, so going to the... And a, Google, a simple Google search will pop up uh, our email address as well. We have a, do have a web page, but yeah, it yeah. needs, needs some work. Okay. <laughs> the, I, I know about... Which work. brings us to the communication committee. <laughs> <laughs> Which we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, well, clearly that's an important piece. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, so the main thing, people, if people just Google North Central Labor Council... Or they could even try Googling okay. Matt Baker or Candace Johnson. Definitely. Yeah. You're going to find a, w a so. way to connect. Yeah. And yeah please do. And yeah. the, there's two things in particular. Well, I guess three. We've got International Women's Day coming up. And um, even though we're not having the breakfast through the Labor Council, are we, are we having some roses appear? There will be some roses appearing throughout the community. Wonderful. Um, it's it's one of our favorite things to do, um, being able to, to deliver roses in different places, and we also share the bread and roses poem, which is also um, very much part of um, the yeah. labor movement as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, we, and we won't give it away, but Jan will probably at New Hope get a, another donation. Yeah, <laughs> not that we're putting anything out there. Yes, so um, but definitely we want to make sure that um, that does that happens as well. Oh, that's excellent. And then I'll, at the end, I'll, I'll also let people know about the other um, International Women's Day events that. Uh, Northern Fire is hosting but also on 
uh, people could pay attention and watch for announcements, um, and I'm sure it'll be in the paper and on the media about April 28th, mm -hmm. the international or the national day. It should be international, actually, National Day of Mourning, um, about what's happened to injured and and unfortunately workers who actually died as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that will be important, and that'll happen. And then we have May Day coming up on May 1st, and people can also. Um, uh, if you look Google, I think if you Google Mayday Organizing Committee, I think something will come up for you there too. I'm pretty yeah. sure it will. And, um, then, and then Labor Day. And then Labor Day will be around the corner almost Before immediately. You know yeah. And then right after Labor Day, there will be a provincial election. And there'll be Truth and Reconciliation Day. <laughs> oh, and Truth and Reconciliation <laughs> Day as well. Yeah. And I, I mean that's one of the things we haven't actually directly mentioned, and that is the uh, um, support that the Labour Council has given to things like the um, um, UHNBC drummers, the mm -hmm. traditional drummers, and uh, the work that, that they do and, and, and how they share their um, talent and skills, um, you know, they all do. over. They do, and, um, and last year we, um, we donated to Truth and Reconciliation Day, but we also donated as well to um, the walk and talk that was happening. Um, that one of you know Wes Mitchell, who's one of our board members, he helped you know, basically is organized. Yes, um, and mm -hmm. taking that on to be able to to connect um, elders and have those discussions and and be able to kind of build bridges. Absolutely, um, you know, as ca Canadians, um, we've done some terrible things in our in our country, and yep. we really do need to um, look at that. Absolutely, and it's reminding me that. Uh, we also um, had a, a day that the Immigrant Multicultural Services Society organized a couple of weekends ago, mm -hmm. where the Labor Council was one of the Matt was one yep. of the speakers, and Wesley was there as well, doing um, really a, playing an important role with the UHNBC drummers, as well as um, Joshua, the, one of the counselors from uh, Clayton Leitonay, yep. and um, and we had a chance to just talk about you know, um, the beautiful land, uh, the <coughs> excuse me, that we live on of the Clayton Tanay, yeah. <coughs> unceded and traditional territory and just, um, and really, uh, it was great conversation, I think. It was a, it was a forum, an anti-racism forum. Mm -hmm. And so that's another place where the Labor Council's voice was too. I think, yeah. Don, you have definitely helped us to remember all of the things that we've done. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I think, yeah. so, like, I think that that just demonstrates exactly how much the Labor Council is doing. When you start to, you yeah. know, they don't come to mind as much until you start thinking about it and talking about it. Um, you know, there's probably, to your listeners, there's probably an event that has touched, a North Central Labor Council event that has touched them that they didn't even know was North Central <laughs> Labor Council. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, that's, that's the benefit of being able to um, be a part of our community. Absolutely. I, I think yeah. of the donations, and I'm sure lots of people who've been touched by the donations that have gone to so many places don't necessarily know the, the impact that that's had as well. So it's... Yeah. it's uh, yeah, and it couldn't be done without people like you, Dawn, you know, the affiliates, the delegates of those affiliated unions. And, you know, I sit at the top of the day, at the end of the table, but yeah. really I just help direct and, uh, you know, the wishes of, you know, everybody. And so people put the motions forward. And uh, without people like you and Wes and the, all the uh, volunteers and the affiliated unions, it would never happen. So, you know, I would like to say thanks. Uh, well, thank like you, you guys. And Joanne, the table officers, yep. everything, you know. Tina, Joanne, yeah, we everybody. Do anything without them. Absolutely. So really appreciate you being here and folks um, if you're interested in hearing more about the May uh, sorry the March 5th 
um, activities on International Women's uh, Day for International Women's Day. We're calling it the slightly early International Women's <laughs> Day. You can email um, me at WNN at unbc.ca so n as in nancy wnn that stands for women north network at unbc.ca and we'll get information out to you so thanks again for coming you guys really appreciate it and uh, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next week thank, yeah, you. thank you senior moments is a co-production of 93.1 cfis fm and the prince george council of seniors senior moments is produced by sharon hurd theme music is courtesy of golf brooks music Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at 9 or replay past shows through the podcast at cfisfm.ca. Owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society.